This is episode 40 of the Brick and Data podcast, a podcast dedicated to retail news, analytics, and tech. Coming up in this episode... Nike moving out. Whole Foods has some rotten apples. Honeymoon is over for Gap. Wait, what honeymoon? Weird news of the week. And more in this episode of Brick and Data. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brick and Data podcast. This is Todd Harris, and as always, I am joined uh, by Jose Chan, who I could never do this podcast without. Ooh. Hi, Jose. Hey, hey, Todd. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Let, let's let's jump into it. We've got some stuff. This is cool. We've got some stuff. Um, let's jump right into uh, Nike. Nike moving out. This is really interesting. Uh, I was wondering how long this was going to take, and I definitely want to get. Uh, you weighing in on this, Jose. Um, but it seems that uh, Nike is closing or moving out of their flagship. I think it's their flag- flagship location, which is inside of the Trump Tower, right? Yeah, exactly. It, or is it inside that... just a Trump-owned building? I think it's it's at the president's 6 East 57th Street property. Yeah, it, it's. I think uh, may, it may be a Trump-owned building. It, it's not... Uh, it's hard to say if it's the Trump Tower. I don't but think it, it is. Yeah, I don't think it is because it's right next to Torno. Right, uh, it's on the same block. Right, it's it didn't look like it back. in the image I saw either. It looked like some other building. It's not yeah. labeled as Trump, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right, we've said Trump enough times, so we can move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you know, so I guess what hap- what's happening here is um, there's a mix of things happening. Uh, maybe a mix of. Um, of need to downsize a little bit. Maybe they just, you know, they've bit off too much more than they can chew with their, apparently they signed a 15 year lease last year. So, um, wow. at that six fifty fifth Avenue. Um, so I, I don't know if that, if they're saying that that is, the announcement is confusing me a little bit because it says that they're closing their store on 60th, 57th yet. They uh, also signed a 15-year lease at 655th. So maybe that's the place they're moving to? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, they're moving to 655th Avenue. Got it. All right, now that we got all that that, that crud out of the way, um, the, big, <laughs> the big question here, the, the big elephant in the room is, you know, did, did politics play a role? Or is it really just the, the, the classic space constraints, you know? Um, or... You know, that, that cost per square foot, which is absolutely insane in New York City, as we all know. So if you're going to use, you know, if you're going to have a larger, larger flagship location, it better be, it better be performing. So, hey, maybe it wasn't performing or maybe they just really didn't want to be associated with Trump. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's a really good point there. I, I mean, let's politics aside uh, for a second. Think of the area. So the area. uh really has undergone a lot of since last November. It's an area that's there's a lot of protests. Uh, usually if I'm in the area, I avoid the area because yeah. there's always a lot of traffic because of the protests, because of the barricades, uh, which does, uh, in fact, um, prohibit a, a retailer from having full, living up to its full potential. Right. right? It's not just Nike, and, right? No, no. You have Tiffany, which is right there. Um, right on that corner, right? Um, and you have LV on the opposite corner. And then Bergdorf Goodman is right across the street as well. 
So there, there are a lot of retailers, and this isn't the first time, although they're not saying it publicly, that retailers have cited that area as being problematic because yeah. of low traffic, because nobody wants to go there. So I'm not even shopping, and I'm telling you I don't want to go there just because of everything uh, that's going on in terms of just people and traffic. So you could imagine shoppers. Yeah. I mean, it's going to just, it's going to tear apart the real estate value there too, right? Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So I mean, it, it, retailers have enough problems right now, right? That they don't need additional political, you know, politically infused protests, traffic problems, anything to discourage someone from going to their stores. They certainly don't want. So I think you and I are coming to the agreement on this one that it's, it's more that than necessarily anti-Trump or anything like that. It seems to be more of a, you know what, this whole thing is a, is a problem and we need to get out of here. Agreed. Oh, uh, fully agreed. Plus, let's look at that area uh, or the particular location it's in is not, it, it's a little bit on the side, right? So it's on 57th Street between 5th yeah. uh, and Madison on the south side of the street in the middle of the block. And it's not like it's on main the main drag on Fifth Avenue right. or anything like this. So you kind of have to walk around <clears> it. And so, yes, it, it's I think it was it could have potentially been an issue. I'd have to look at the figures. Don't don't have those specifically for the store since they're not publicly available in terms of the revenue increases yeah. or not over the years. But I would have to think that it was if it was not as easy because it's not a prime. It, it is a prime location, but not the most prime location. <laughs> that it would have problems anything with traffic and decreases because of external circumstances wouldn't help its case either yeah yeah fair enough and uh and i guess they've got this space until march anyway so um it seems like they're going to uh you know anyone that wants to shop nike is going to have to go elsewhere during that gap of time um between march and when the new store opens which is about approximately a year after that so I guess there's other stores in Soho and Flatiron and wherever else. But uh, the, yeah, it certainly seems like they are getting out of Dodge when it comes to any of that, um, any of that politically infused activity in the area or just in general, just the protests, like you said. It just seems like it's 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 bad news for for retailers. And I think there was a number that we saw, Jose, that I don't know if you already mentioned it, that uh, Tiffany's had some troubles last year and they actually saw tangible revenue drops from it. Yes, I did mention it. I did mention <clears throat> their their drop that they're yeah. referring to. Yeah. Is, you said a fourteen percent drop right. in sales during the two thousand sixteen holiday season. That's it. There we go. Crazy. And see, if it were and to answer the, the question more directly, look, if you say is it political, uh, I, I didn't answer that directly. Um, look, if it were, I think someone would say something. Sure. Right. If you think of what happened with Patagonia, uh, that they took a stand based on the um, let's say U.S. Uh, lands. I, I think their their slogan that they put out a press release earlier this week: uh, "The president stole your land." To yeah. some effect, yeah. um, I think Nike would would be very vocal about it. But this seems to be just more of a purely dollars and cents type of issue. Yeah, we'll have to look out see if there's any comments from. Uh, from Nike. I don't think there have been. There were some murmurs and some articles about some of the employees saying stuff. Hey, man, those are employees. They're gonna, they're gonna, they, you know, they're under lock and key. They're not gonna, they're not gonna say too much. And sure, um, <laughs> they want to keep their job. So, 
Well, the other thing to consider, look, strategically, let's stick to to the business component here for a second. Strategically, in October, um, Parker, uh, Nike CEO, announced that they were going to redo their whole wholesale system, right? So they were going to cut down uh, retailers from about, or wholesale partners rather, from about 30,000 to 40. So this could, in fact, just be part of that strategy. Look, we're going to redo our wholesale partner network. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a freestanding store, but it still would play or have a hand, let's say, in that overall plan. So this could be part of that, uh, and it's not being mentioned. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot more to it, that's for sure. It is not straightforward. And uh, I don't know, I'm curious what other, you mentioned a few other retailers that are there. Is that, I'm not as familiar with that area as you are, Jose. So is it, uh, it, is it just scattered retailers or are there, is it a a really condensed area? No, actually uh, 57th and 5th is probably the most prime real estate area in the city, I would say the country and possibly the world. I mean, because literally the world, um, when they come to New York City, will always somehow end up on 57th and 5th, that that you know little corner. And you do have the largest retailers. But again, we know that retail is all about location. So you have to be on the right corner, right avenue, et cetera. So it, it, is, uh, it has changed over the years because 5th Avenue south of 57th used to have a lot of prime upscale retailers and it used to be up more upscale. Yeah. But you know now, now you have other brands in the last, I would say, 10 years or so opening up shop there. Uh, I mean, if, if you, I'm, I'm doing a little mental map, you go from high end luxury retailers on 57th going south, you'll have Tiffany's on one side, uh, Harry Winston, then you go down and you'll have other Bulgari further down. Um, and then the further down in the fifties you go, you'll start getting other retailers like Abercrombie, uh, further down you have uh, Uniqlo. Yeah. So it, 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 it's a mixed bag right now but it still is prime real estate i can't wait to see who moves in there you know someone's going to jump on that (laughs) (laughs) i want to know who's going to be that's i I totally will it's it's uh you know it's just well well, it's part of also a bigger trend actually that that it's maybe a little bit tangential but it's important to to mention so at least in new york city and there are articles that that you look up uh in the times and other uh, major let's say, publications that have said that retail in New York is changing, right? So if you walk around Manhattan on the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Soho, there are a lot of stores, and this is what you started off with, uh, that have been closed and haven't been opened. So some mm-hmm. new stores haven't opened because of what you said, mm-hmm. the high real estate price, right? So that's been a problem here in New York City overall. And it seems that in certain streets that you wouldn't think of, uh, like a ghost town. So if you got down to Soho, there yeah. are areas where you're like, huh? Or even if you think a few years back uh, in the West Village where you had like the Mark Jacobs store um, and other stores, uh, that particular area, a lot of stores have closed down just because of the high real estate prices. Hmm. So, so that is a factor for sure. Interesting. Well, it'll adjust. <clears throat> it has to adjust. The market has to adjust to it. And, yes. you know, um, I, I still think someone someone's going to 
just grab that. They got him. It just doesn't make him one, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure in a way. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Nike's out. Someone will be in. We'll see. See who it is. Hey, topic two. Let's move on. Uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods is having some some troubles. Ah, oh, man. I tell you, I I didn't I didn't see this coming at all. But I mean, maybe I thought that all the changes Amazon was making after they acquired Whole Foods was just pricing. But you know, when you change pricing, there has to be there's there's going to be a uh, a domino effect on something, right? Something's got to give. And probably sure. not going to be margins, but you never know. Because that would be the first place that um, that the pricing would 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 be pulled from, but apparently what's happening is that Whole Food shoppers are complaining about finding uh, just uh, some messed up looking produce and not the quality that they that they normally like to see in their stores. This is a big deal because Whole Foods, as we all know, is is the prime place for prime, I had to say prime, didn't I? The the place to <laughs> shop for um uh, for for you know for that uh, organics and food that is that is an absolute impeccable condition so that just speaks to the standards they have and the and the quality at which they sell and the price point they used to sell at they still do to a degree but uh you know um in 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 august when amazon gobbled up whole foods for about 13.7 billion 13.7 billion uh they immediately literally jose remember that week after i think it was they announced, hey, we're cutting prices on some things. Granted, it was maybe 15 things, but still. Yeah, exactly. Price reductions. And it was on Including produce, bananas. right? Yeah, bananas, 59 cents <clears throat> a pound versus 79 cents. There you go. That's a good good place to start because you never buy organic bananas. There's no need to. What's <laughs> the point of Agreed. that? Anyway. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what's happening here, but it seems like there's across the board uh, at all sorts of locations. Um, in a couple articles that we saw, it was about some of the the Manhattan area locations. I'm gonna go check out the local one here uh, this mm-hmm. weekend. See what the deal is. I'm sure by then they'll have some things fixed and cleaned up once they get you know this this press out of the way. Um, but it seems like there's some some problems with the quality yes. of their produce. I think it's been happening. I think we we talked a little bit about this uh, right before the podcast. I, I've seen this at Whole Foods, right? And I, I've not with, with produce, right. uh, specifically with strawberries. Um, and it may or may not be an Amazon uh, component because strawberries, I don't think, were on the list of, of things that were discounted necessarily. Amazon's easy to blame, right, Jose? I mean, they're yeah. easy to blame. Let's just, you know, pitchforks up. You guys touched our precious Whole Foods and now you're ruining them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Although, although I will say I don't get uh, the light beer that they sell in the downtown Streeterville Chicago store. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I've never seen them sell like I, I think um, is it Miller Light or something like this or something like this that they sell. You drink Miller Light, Jose? No, that's what they say. sell. Oh, okay. I thought you. I didn't realize you were into that kind of beer. No, no, no. All right. No, no I like I'm not Miller a beer Light. guy. I mean, I'll, I'll drink beer, right. but. I was just shocked that that's what they sold at Whole Foods, right? Yeah. Because it's not normally what they carry. They'll usually carry the, um, let's say, local brand or so- something that's right. They, you know, they all the local breweries and stuff, right? Yeah, but I was shocked. So yeah. that same week is when I saw that change. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. That was Amazon. But I think to your point, yeah, it's the pitchforks. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it happens <laughs> in supermarkets if your supply chain isn't, you know. Uh, it, it, you could have a bad season. How could you guarantee, right? As we think of it as consumers, and let's hold Whole Foods aside for a second. Let's just think of any supermarket. How do you always guarantee 
that the bananas are just as green as you want them every time you walk in when it's a natural thing that's grown, right? How do you guarantee that you have strawberries year-round when they're out of season, or blueberries for that fact? I mean, that, that's a hard thing to pull off that we usually don't think about, right? Because in season, uh, blueberries, for example, are from California or other parts of the U.S. Uh, out of season, if you look at the brand, the same brand, but the origin becomes Argentina, Chile, and South America, right? And same with the strawberries. California, uh, in season, or Mexico or other places out of season. So it's not an easy thing to pull off. And I think, long way of saying, Todd, fully agree that we're just uh, making Amazon the bad guy here. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, I mean, here's an interesting quote from a shopper from an article that we saw. I'm not going to name who it was, but (laughs) the quote is this. (laughs) I purchased apples that tasted like water, an orange that was yellow and tough on the inside, and a bruised lemon. That was the last time I went to Whole Foods. If you can't sell me a decent apple in the height of apple season, I've lost faith in your store. So the, the the shopper, and this goes back to how we've spoken in the past about fickle shoppers and the fickle nature of retail uh, and the overall purpose of retail, which is that consistent or interesting, engaging experience that brings people back to your stores with a place like Whole Foods that's already on a pedestal. It's already on the iron throne of 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 uh you know of of those types of stores of of produce and such they're you know everyone's after them and not even that all of the shoppers that shop there on a daily basis have incredibly high expectations and expect them to deliver all the time the fact that amazon picked them up yeah that's a little bit of a of a of a of an issue for some but when it comes out when something comes out like this it's it's immediately going after amazon and questioning what they've done like you know what what have you done to my baby and uh, when that happens, it, it's going to take a little bit of repair, but, you know, they can totally pull it off. Who knows what it was? Point is, is they're getting some crappy PR here, and it's uh, we always love jumping on crappy PR. So thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> Although, <laughs> I will say, um, it, on that note, right, I, I think for, for good PR on the flip side, in terms yeah. of if we're talking about produce, right. a great place that I, and you tell me what you think, I'm a big fan of Italy. Because when we talk... I've only been once, Jose. I was really close yesterday at at an event I was at, but I didn't make it over. Okay. Wait, but you go there all the time? I do. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because of this, right? And I I think it's what we always talk about. I'd just be eating bread the whole time if I went there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's what we talk about in the Brick of Data podcast, right? We talk about retail and we talk about experience. And I think that those guys... And gals have an incredible experience as you walk in there. Um, you can buy a glass of wine, walk around, and do your shopping. That's no, great. Or I could live there. Eat. I could just curl up uh, underneath one of the tables and live there. Like it's great. <laughs> Feel like you're in Italy in a way. It commercialized yes, Italy, right? Yeah. Exactly. And well, the thing is that the it, it's you're absolutely right. That's what it feels like, and the produce actually is not as expensive as you would think. Uh, there. It's actually sometimes because I, I cross shop them between Whole Foods uh, and Italy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Italy is actually less uh, at. And it just is a little bit more local. I guess I never thought of them as produce. You know, Italy. I, I just, I guess the one time I've been there, I didn't, I didn't look at the produce. I just kind of went right to the, you know, to the meats and stuff. Which, which are great. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. It, 
they're they're awesome, but they they have great things there. And I, I'm um I'd like the experience. Uh, I, and I think part of the reason is they don't have that many stores. If I'm not mistaken, they have between eight and ten stores in the U.S. and that's it. Uh, obviously, one's in Boston. Uh, they have, I think, two in New York, one Chicago, Las Vegas, and I can't remember. You can look online and find the others, but the experience is is incredible. Hmm. It's real retail. I mean, that that is a true retail experience where there's a little bit of everything. Uh, it tastes good. It smells good. It looks good. It is good. Not inexpensive, so I'm not going to go there, but uh, you do get the – to your earlier comment about um, having um, a retailer – stand out yep. for sure that one stands out yep so there you go whole food shoppers go to italy joking <laughs> joking uh <laughs> hey so hey uh, jose apparently gap um was in a honeymoon period i had no idea did you know gap was in a honeymoon period i, I did not i didn't i, I, I didn't either I but did. there there's apparently their stock was up 40 percent in the last three months i had no idea I had no idea what was going on in that <clears throat> apparently Old Navy has been carrying them and, and, and making, really doing well for them in terms of their, um, in terms of their quarterly earnings and, and booing their sales results and, and all that good stuff. And, uh, of course that, that speaks well to Gap, but, uh, like we've seen with other, other kind of umbrella brands, when one, one of the brands does well and there's three others or so it needs to support, that's never a good thing, Right something's something's gonna balance out but it was still shocking to me that gap has been doing well sort of in the past short while what do you make of that well part of it is look uh it, it, it's they, they've been doing a lot internally they've been updating a lot of uh at the macro level systems and modernizing um but it's a little bit like j crew not that they're in that same camp right but the only uh, let's say thing I was going to point out. So, for example, Madewell is a division of J. Crew that is doing well, right? But it's not big enough, or wasn't big enough, to pretty much help J. Crew, which is why they're in the state that they're in, right? Right. The same thing now, we've heard about uh, Urban with uh, Anthropology. I think it is right. Is it Anthropology right. or is it Free People that's booing their their results? I can't remember. One of them. One of the two. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I mean, when you have other brands, right, like Banana Republic or Gap, right, mm -hmm. that according to a report, um, it, that's lost 58% of the customer who shopped at least once between October 15th to September 2016, right? At Gap, uh, for, like Gap, the store Gap, or are we talking the umbrella, like all of the brands? I think we're talking just the store Gap, not Old Navy, not Banana Republic. Uh, right. Well, specifically, so the statistic was specifically for Banana Republic and Gap Brands. Oh, Banana Republic. Okay. Okay. Great. So Not great, but got it. And if you want to go to the individual brands, yeah. uh, it says the same report uh, says that Gap lost 54% of shoppers in the past 12 months. Oh, there we go. That That's a big number. So we could we could look at a, this a couple of ways, right? And we'd have to look at the numbers a little bit more in detail. We could say, well, yeah, sure, of course they're going to lose a, a few shoppers because if they are closing stores, which could be one reason um, potentially, don't know. This is all um, possibilities. Mm -hmm. It could be that their customers are not going in store because they're shopping online. Another possibility, uh, or it could just be that they're just not going <laughs> and yep. they're shopping. At Old Navy, which is another possibility. So there are these these are three distinct possibilities. 
Um, but still, that's a high number. 54% of shoppers is pretty high. That wouldn't explain away 54%, even if all those three reasons were true. Right. And those that's on top of another 20-some <clears throat> percent the previous year, it seems. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Not great. So, um, but I guess, you know, what, what goes down comes up. Or maybe what goes up comes down. But anyway, uh, what in this case, what went down is coming back up and partially because of depending on Old Navy. Um, and, uh, you know, the the, the bankers and, and the investment firms and the, the consulting firms that all have their their thoughts on this do question, I think, the validity of being able to rely on Old Navy over the coming years. You know, can they... Can they, you know, hang all of their, all their clothes on Old Navy's racks, in essence? Like, can they, can they really depend on Old Navy like this? I don't know. I mean, it it seems like there's, there's, there's a bunch of other brands, including Banana Republic, Athleta too, right? Old Navy, Athleta, um, and, uh, and Banana are the, are the other ones. And, um, some of the numbers that we've seen is, uh, apparently gap plans to end add 70 net new stores after closing 200 and banana republic um gap and banana republic locations and they're also adding 270 old navy and athleta stores outlet stores that is so a couple things happening there right they've closed a whole chunk of stores that weren't doing well and now they're they're approaching it again looking at it saying okay here's the ones smaller amount we're going to add about what less than a third of those Mm. back and, you know, and then we're going to also look at, okay, what about the, that off price angle for us, the outlet stores, uh, you know, let's open another 270 of those. So I don't know. And they're saying, um, old Navy is going to exceed, uh, 10 billion and athleta to exceed 1 billion in net sales over the next few years. So, and they're banking on, and they didn't say they're banking on stores here. They said they're banking on online growth and mobile. So that's, that's it. something to be said there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it ties back to what we said in the last podcast, right? Mobile wins, yeah, right? So it, for sure, mobile. But then you have to think about the product. Is it the right price? And, and I think Old Navy, uh, a lot of it is, if you think about it, I think of them as, I'm not sure how you think about them, but I would throw them into the fast fashion camp. Yep. Right? I mean, price point wise. Thank you, right. um, And everything that they do, which is part, partially why it's successful. Um among other things. And I don't know, Todd, but separately, I think you need to shop more at Banana Republic. I know I do. <laughs> I love that place. I know. I know you do. That's I really do. I, 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 should, I should say I love the shirts, the uh, the, the dress shirts. <clears throat> the rest of it's a little, I don't know, doesn't really fit me that great. Some of it's a little too like, a little hipstery kind of feeling. So uh, no need for that stuff. But I like the... Um, yeah, I like the dress shirts. I do. I do enjoy going there, but their price points are ridiculous. So I always have to wait till they have a sale, which is pretty often because they're constantly discounting their their overpriced stuff. So, um, mostly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a little bitterness on my side there, but it's okay. Overpriced. <laughs> 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 wow. I only had one coffee today, so I'm wait, grumpy. Wait, wait till Art Peck, uh, uh, Art CEO Peck. Peck gets a win to this. Oh boy. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, I better hide. Can you imagine? Yeah, that would be hilarious. Then we've know we've made it in that case, Jose. <laughs> like, oh man. Um, 
Well, hey, hey, Gap, I hope you enjoyed your honeymoon, whatever that was. I don't think that's a honeymoon. I think they've been in hell for the, for the past couple of years, honestly. So all the best to them. I hope they, they get out of their hole. And it seems like they're they're going to they've they've made this this giant shift more towards online and mobile, which is great. And that's going to be, you know, with their tact being more tactful about what stores they open. That's going to be the key for them. So, uh, yeah, we would that would be killer to be able to talk to someone from from Gap, though. But I will have to see how that how that works out. Maybe we can track someone down at NRF. If there's anyone there <laughs> in January. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, uh, look, uh, they're, they're, I wish them well. Um, it, it's a brand I grew up with uh, as a millennial. Not. Of course. But, <laughs> wannabe. You want to be millennial. Yeah, okay, millennial wannabe. Yeah. But it, I, I wish them well. I, I mean, I hope that they have that surge again. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Enough of Gap. It's enough. No more. Uh, the, my, my favorite segment now that we have that we do sometimes when there's enough weird news is weird news of the week. Weird news of the week. Uh, how did that go? Not good. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, so weird news of the week, guys, this, this week, uh, this one's courtesy of Jose finding this one. Thank God he's got this in the back of his mind now, which is great. So I, I don't, cause if I find weird news, it's going to be really weird. And this is legit weird news. Um, but I, I would there may be people that actually will buy this thing. So Nordstrom, Nordstrom is selling Marie Antoinette inspired sock loafers. <clears throat> sock loafers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sock loafers. Do we know what that is? How do we describe this on a podcast, Jose? You, you describe oh my God. it. Do it. Try it. Go. Uh, we'll put a picture in it. We'll put an image in our, in our show notes so people can check that out at brickdatacast.com. Okay, so it looks like, uh, what are they described as? They look like your mom's Mary Jane's and your 12-year-old cousin's socks. And they, it, so it looks like a pair of loafers, right? Um, mm-hmm. With, like, fabric on <laughs> top of it and the bow on the right and the buckle. Loafers are bad enough, but yeah, um cut out the top it's like it's like the loafer has a sunroof that your sock can stick out of with a strap over the top of it yeah it's just bad (laughs) (laughs) so can we read read that we have the description in the show notes jose read it the the product description (laughs) cracks me up if i read it i'm just going to stumble over it because i'll be laughing too much but it's the first bullet point there you check that out at the uh so so according to nordstrom's product description the shoe was quote Inspired by the idea of Marie Antoinette might wear in 2017, a cutout loafer in glossy patent leather is inset with a quirky striped sport sock shaft embroidered with flowers, giving it a striking avant-garde look. Are they doing this just for, excuse me, are they doing this just for news? Like, what is the, what's the... Who's thinking these things up? Like, why are they doing this? Are people buying these? That people are, I bet you some people are buying these things. Oh my Maybe. God. And they're not cheap either. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. Well, they were made for Marie Antoinette. <clears throat> so remember, she's famous. So like, let's brush up a little bit on history. Who uh, is Marie Antoinette? Taking notes. Go ahead. It's been a while. She was the last queen of France before the French Revolution. Right? So essentially, she... <clears throat> Essentially, her famous line was, let them eat cake. So it was, Mm. as everyone's starving all over France, they're drinking champagne and having a blast. Mm -hmm. So she was beheaded at the end. (laughs) She was convicted of revolutionary 
um, high treason and executed by the guillotine on the Place de la Révolution on October 16, 1793. Uh, Over the top. So, these are priced at $1,400. They're on sale. Hey, they're on sale, everybody, for a reasonable price of $839.98, and you can buy them now. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say, Todd. This this is just... uh, if there were like, uh, if it was like a tricked up, really nice pair of shoes, I'd say, yeah, but I, I don't know. When when people see these pictures, they'll be like, what? I know. I and know. You know what? I know. What's even yeah. sadder is that one, think of the time, effort, and money that went into conceiving them. I know. Creating them. And hey, them, Nordstrom, guys, them. you guys aren't doing so hot. So let's, you know, maybe maybe focus your your time on other things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 again, I have no words, Todd. Yeah, I don't have any words. It's fine. It's cute. Great. Good for them. Um, sock loafers. Uh, that's what they essentially are. Sock loafers. Sock loafers. Maybe I'll, this will be the episode name. Sock loafers. Sock loafers. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Well, that was, that was fun. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, questions, comments, feedback. Uh, this weird news of the week thing. Do you like it? Uh, do you hate it? Are you going to buy these shoes? Mm. You can email us at BrickDataCast at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at, at BrickDataCast. Uh, we're also on Instagram. I haven't said that yet. I actually need to update Instagram. Um, but anyway, we're on there too, so you can get some pseudo behind-the-scenes stuff on there. I think we're at BrickDataCast there too. And you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and most of your favorite podcast-consuming apps. And until next time, everyone, take care. Have a great week. See you, Jose. See you, Todd. Bye, everyone. <laughs>